Welcome to Stay Rich in Spirit, where we focus on concepts, experiences, and wisdom that help the world through the concept of spirit, energy, force, the thing that's running through all of us that make all things possible. Today, we got a wonderful guest with us today, my brother Yashua Day. Yo, yo. You know, extraordinary in many, in many things, multifaceted, multi-talented young man, you know, and we just going to be chopping it up like usual. Yes, sir. <laughs> and I, I guess I'll put on my uh, business hat. Appreciate, you know, the Rich Podcast Network and you for for inviting me on this joint here. And uh, we'll see how informal and educational these concepts become. So, so yeah, looking forward to it. Talk, I just realized my microphone was on the wrong side of me. <laughs> but, yeah, bro, man, we've been chopping it up for a while already, you know. And, uh... I don't know, man. It's just always good to run into you, you know? Like, I just remember, you know, how we met, you know, how our uh, friendship has developed over the years and just seeing all your progress. I don't even remember how we... Did you reach out to me? Like, Yeah, I reached out to you, bro, like... You had you was you was like we was in a we was in a mutual we had a mutual group groupie, of friends yeah group me yeah and this is like Lord this is like two thousand and maybe like five six years ago seven years ago it had to be longer than that man maybe it wasn't it wasn't because I remember what well, boss was a thing back then yeah right? yeah yeah so I remember I worked at this place in Glen Burnie this physical therapy clinic and I met. This uh, this joint named Brittany, and she knew of you because I think Brittany Gaskins. Okay, yeah, I know that. I know yeah, that. yeah, oh, she Baltimore. was Baltimore. No, it was. I mean, I guess I think she may be in Baltimore, but mm. she was. She worked with me in in Glen Burnie, and I think I was like, "Yo, you follow said like Boss House or something like that," and mm-hmm. and I don't know if I I must have known you because I think that's how me and her. You ended up coming up in conversation somehow, but I don't think I was training you then. Nah, you wasn't training me then. And that was like, that was like 2012. To, yeah, yeah, that that was early. That was early because I remember, I remember when I hit you up to start training and stuff. It was like 2013, 2014, mm. and we was in the same group together on Group Me, like. A cool group, like everybody was so cool in that joint. I got like lifelong friends yeah. from that group, you know. And um, you would post like videos, like doing all of this superhuman <laughs> stuff, bro. Like one time you did like a handstand going around the entire track and stuff. Mm. And at that point, like I was I was out of shape. Like I was really I was in really bad shape. I never really. When I was a kid, while everybody wanted to, like, play this sport and play that sport, like, bro, I was, like, taking out trash for money, like, get, trying to get... I got my first job when I was 13. Yeah. Like, I was really on my grind and on my hustle. Like, I never did anything to build my endurance, my muscular endurance. And when I came to you, I really came to you because of how you were. Like, I needed somebody I could be very honest and transparent with about my goals, you know, because... Yeah. I'm a committed human. Like yeah. I don't. Once I commit to something, I'm I'm going to go. I'm going to try my best. You know, like yep, yep. I reached out to you. I let you know. We laughed immediately, 
Hey, we just started talking the same language, bro. 100%, man. I remember, like, and didn't we change locations at one point when I was training you? Yeah, we changed locations a couple of times. Gotcha. Like, we was, I, I remember, the last place I remember training you at was, it was like the Bowie Business Park, or? Yeah, that's where I opened, when I went on the business on my own, after yeah. Ball's Collection, I opened up my jewelry company, and, um... I didn't, I was, it got, things went crazy real fast, and I actually had a major surgery on my leg, Yep. and I was like, I felt weaker, like, I started feeling my weight, like, yeah. you and, know. And was that before you hit me up? That was after. All right. Was it, was it, was it the knee? Because I remember you had a... Uh, uh, the joint with the ankle. Yeah, so it was yeah. my, they, it was from my leg, uh, my ankle, and my foot, like, so it was the whole... Is that joint still in there? Uh, yeah. Got you. Right. Yeah, like, at this point, like, I don't, I just. You don't even want to take it out, don't even want to bother with it? I don't want to bother with yeah. it. Like, it's stronger than ever right now. Got you. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to strengthen everything around it for real. But, mm-hmm. yeah, man, that's how we locked in, bro. And you got me started. You gave me a program that, like, I could always just work at, work out. So even in my lapses, you know, I would do my flow. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, I remember, I still do this to this day. I try to, first thing I try to do is give a person a warm-up. Ain't no excuse. You Mm -hmm. can't do this. We're going to do the same warm-up every single time, every single time. Remember, I remember the thing with you, you loved your little tennis ball, lacrosse ball at the Mm -hmm. end, or like, you know, really massaging that foot. You'd be over here like, oh, man, this is fine. Yes, sir. And then I think, you know, we just started building from there because... Cause yeah, like we were talking before the podcast, I'm just like, man, people that 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 leave me, I want you to leave me, but I want you to leave me when you're prepared. Yeah. Cause it's just like, ain't no point with with. Didn't say this before the podcast, but there's no point in like sticking with me unless you're in the same point, and that's stagnant. Like why? Like why? What are we really doing? If you aren't becoming your own coach somehow, and then I was saying you're really the first client I ever had who who uh, graduated my program, so to speak. And every time, like I see your Instagram, it's just like now, bro, that journey is yours. That lesson <laughs> is like whatever, whatever is in me, I equally see it in you. And it's just like, you know, our physical aptitudes might not be the same. I know you destroy me uh, with the swings. You still owe me uh, like 100 golf balls, by the way. <laughs> but it's just like the passion is there. The energy is there. The, 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 you were the same level of, we'll call it, spiritual athlete as I am. Yeah. Because that desire, you're hungry. Exactly. And it ain't going nowhere. And it's insatiable. Like, and it's, it's just like, I was just over here doing, you know, the old schools trying to stoke a fire with like that wind blowing joint. You know, you called me along because you wanted a bigger fire. I came along. We we stoked the fire. It's big. You learned how to stoke it yourself. We Gucci. Like, That's real. That's real. And it's like translatable because like, and then you want to be challenged in different ways always in life. Like you learn a craft and then you learn another craft and then you learn another craft. But then you start seeing like the ins- the interdisciplinary facets yeah. of the different things that you've learned over life. Like the whole goal in life is to learn things and then realize how things are connected, like connecting the dots, you'll say. It's, it's funny. Um, We'll talk about the stages of mastery. So uh, I guess we might get into this, but we might not. Um, one of the, the gym I run, Mission Fit, before I even started there, we developed a, a stages of mastery, um, just so we were aware of it, concept. And it was like stage one, you find someone you want to imitate. 
Mm-hmm. You just copy what they do. You might not even be able to directly reach out to them. But you're just like, all right, they're doing this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to try and do it the way they do it. Stage two, it's just like, all right, now you might end up copying two, three, a few different people. You know, you have a few different role models, whether it's direct or indirect once again. And then stage three of mastery is you start integrating. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, all right, you know, I got this person. They come to me for this. Well, I'm going to go ahead and pull, I don't know, like from person A, I'm going to pull this thing. From person B, I'm going to pull this thing. So you're still copying, but you're, you're, you're integrating the copying within one session, with, within one person. Stage four, you're over here like, I'm going to break all the rules. I'm going to break under the boundaries because I understand the why. I understand the goals. I understand how it's supposed to look. And so there's, I see all the ways I can get to there. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that's pretty much uh, what we all trying to do. Exactly. Because I think we all have a passion. Uh, we all have, I'm going to call it a singular purpose. Some people might call it an origin. But it's just like there's so many ways that you can execute that. And I think we as human beings are not meant to just like be stuck into one material or physical job manifestation uh i think we're meant to exude a singular purpose exactly and and that shows up in so many different ways if you never end up becoming complacent yeah focus above and not on earthly things you know like it's like we're trying to ascend somewhere for me like i'm trying to ascend somewhere like my whole my desire is to be full like and not to not in the sense of we talked about this hunger you mm-hmm. know we talk about like being insatiable is that like I have the capacity to consume like many things and I have the ability to correlate those things with one another connect those things with one another and innovate new things based on the combinations that I do like that is what the basis of science is like mm-hmm. basis of science is the first understand the different elements on the periodic table and then to realize how can I make these things work together to innovate new technology, you know? So like your mind, you are a technology, you know? So like when you, when I go and I start to download this program, like I download the program that I learned from you. Yeah. Like I downloaded the program. I haven't mastered the program yet, but I've downloaded that program. Now, I either can just rest on this program or then I can download another program and then I can start figuring out what happens when I can like applicate both of these programs at the same time. Like, Mm -hmm. does it make me, uh, does it, does it give me the ability to do things that I wouldn't be able to do before? Yeah. Like in the most simplest terms, right? Like, and I always just connect things that just happen. Um, me and me and Shakira was just talking about, uh, the, the, um, like uploading videos mm-hmm. from the podcast. Mm-hmm. So the videos be like 33 gigabytes. I don't have a supercomputer. I don't oh, know boy, anything yeah. about that. Yeah. But like I have to awaken, I have to play a YouTube video for 50 hours so I could just have the video uploading yep. nonstop yep, without yep, yep. the computer dying. You know, so like. Yeah, you just need to change your settings on the computer, man, and say never sleep. Like, change the settings and plug it into a charger and you're good. And that's why we had these conversations. (laughs) That's all you have. That's how we had these conversations. I've been there. I mean, bro, I literally just play like, and it, it, it ended up working out for me, right? Because I play like, you know, 
back na- nature sounds. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the crib just be mad serene <laughs> at all times. I started listening to lo-fi, like... Bro, lo-fi girl. Lo-fi girl is crazy. It has been, like, I wake up in the morning. I do my morning routine, do my worship. Lo-fi girl. It, and, and it'd be funny. I put lo-fi girl in, and then within 15 minutes, I leave the house and don't be back till 9 p.m. Uh-huh. I come back to lo-fi girl. I'm like, you loyal. He love you, babe. <laughs> like, every day she go live, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, true loyalty. Oh, true man. Lo- I introduced my students to lo-fi girl. I start off every, the first 10 minutes of every class, I start off as playing music. So, like, I was giving them lo-fi girl, lo-fi girl, lo-fi girl, lo-fi girl, right? So then uh, then I started messing around with them. I did, um, is it Ella Fitzgerald's Strange Fruit? Yes. Mm, no, uh, is it? Uh, uh, Can you look it, up who, who made Strange Fruit? Is it Nina Simone? I think it's Nina Simone. Strange, yeah. It's not Ella Fitzgerald. Unless she's the OG. No, no, nah, nah, I think it's Nina Simone. Yeah. Yeah. Strange Fruit. Billy oh, Holiday. Got you. All right. right. So I played Strange Fruit for him one day. Then the next day, I played Kanye West like version. Yep. I yep. just want to clear my mind now. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I uh did the day after that, I changed it to like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I played Lauren Hill's Unplugged MTV mm-hmm. album. And the next day, they start coming to me like, bro, like, this album, like, it's so crazy. Like, Adam lives in theory. Oh, like, them types of them types of get out, like, them types of mentalities have really, when you really conceptualize them and how they make sense in the in the in the here and now, like, it's it's. Kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 we're about to go all over the place. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, this is going to be a roller yeah. coaster. It, it <laughs> makes me think, like, mankind has not created anything new. Uh, a friend sent me an Instagram post the other day talking about, I recently discovered that I haven't discovered anything. Like, <laughs> and it's just like, yo, legit, I, I, I think there's there's... This annoys me. Like we ain't, we've done nothing new. We've reinvented nothing new, both in the physical, but then on the emotional and spiritual. Uh, it's just like you know what your parents went through. Probably like you know, making this statistic up. Ninety-seven percent overlaps with all the lessons and all the emotions at certain parts in your life that you've gone through. Mm-hmm. It's not a lot of difference, but we're so inefficient as social creatures with how to create mechanisms that effectively pass down these lessons and these experiences that we always revolving door, revolving Revolving door. door. And, and, and maybe there's some sort of beauty in that being inefficient with communication and storytelling, but it's just like, man, like, yeah, maybe it is good. Cause now I'm thinking, imagine if everyone passed everything down, like, not only on the physical plane, but also on the emotional and mental complaint, where would we be? Like, what, would we make mistakes? Well, like, I think we would make mistakes, but we would get it, though. Like, yeah. the thing about this transition that we've had from being, like, pretty much where information was passed down um, from an oral tradition, like, orally, through stories, yeah. through folklore, through myth, to now where everything is kind of, like, written. Like, people learn from the written word, you know? 
Yeah. More so than they were, more so than we learn from the spoken word these days. Like, and the the spoken word or concept they call in um, Africa nomo, uh, the power of the spoken word. It is able to tap into those spiritual and emotional realms the way that the physical word can't. Like, you can you can read a scripture in the Bible and it, it, you relate to it, but then your minister or your pastor can get up there and prophesize yeah. and speak power over those words. And they just, they, they just electrify the water in your body in a way that, you know, is not the same as when you read it. Yeah. that. So I, I think I always relate everything back to, um, obviously my skill set, my passion. And right when you said you combined the two, there's, there's no more or the spoken word. And then there's also, the physical written word. Mm-hmm. Most people, I feel, uh, I don't even know. I'm going to say it seems like in mainstream society, we forget the concept of, of combinations. Mm-hmm. We, we, we only do one. Everyone, myself included. And, and it's not even just with passing down stories. It's, um, I think it's with everything. We have a default. We have a pattern. Mm-hmm. Typically, it's only one thing. And it's just like, no matter what you do, if you're only if you're only using one tool, you're only doing one thing. You're 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 going to miss things. You're going to be below the bar. That's just like imagine if a carpenter goes ahead, all his only tool is a hammer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just uh, you can't build a house with just a hammer. Maybe you can. I'm not a professional there. Maybe you can. Mm-hmm. But it's just like we we as a trainer, as a strength coach, as whatever I am. I always try and tell people, you can't just do this. Easiest thing, weight on the scale. Everyone comes to me trying to lose weight, trying to lose weight. I'm just like, skipping some steps. I'm like, well, you were probably unhealthy at that high school weight because they always talk about high school. And I'm like, how about we go ahead and add some other metrics of success there because eventually you're not going to see that scale change. And if you get frustrated, then we need to be able to pivot. How are your pants fitting? Mm-hmm. How's your mood feeling? Is your bench press going up? Is the goal really to lose weight? Uh, and it's just like, we always got to have multiple tools. That's real. I'm, I just think about it to a conversation I was having before we started recording about MMA. Mm-hmm. Like in MMA, you have to be a striker. You have to have good wrestling. You have to have good jujitsu, like to really be proficient in the ring. And if you got access to all of those different skills, it makes you a lot deadlier of a force and you have a lot more range of options, not only to cause, to, to propose a threat, but to also defend yourself against other threats. So when the, your ability to combine information you learn from this field, the information you learned in that field, yep. and to be able to applicate them at the same time, like we was taught together, it just makes you a more powerful being, especially if you meet a level of resistance or opposition that has um, access to multiple ways to pose a threat to what you got going on. Yeah, yeah. So, so we'll wrap up this. It makes me think um, we'll educate you all a little bit because a lot of people, they only take certain certain yeah, phrases and then you know history physical written words warps them over time but jack of all trades master of one mm-hmm. that's what people know but the rest of the saying is but oftentimes better than a master of one mm. and then that made me think if we if we pulled that back maybe five seven minutes ago you were like i haven't yet mastered the the program that you downloaded from me 
the question I want to ask you, well, what is mastery, bro? Because mm. I'm just like, if you have that passion there, like, like I hope, and maybe you are, but but oftentimes people always compare themselves to me, client or not. And I'm just like, like I said, bro, you got the same level of spiritual athlete as me. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, you've mastered it. That's right? real. And it's just like, it, it also, when you were talking about downloading these programs, I instantly went Matrix, because, you know, Nia was over here more people downloading crap. And it's just like, if you if you get the core of a message or a program, like, do you have to take to, do you have to take it to its, like, high level highest level of function mm-hmm. in order to master it? Uh, because I'm just like, imagine if you understand how to do addition you understand the concept of addition you don't need to be able to instantly solve 6793 plus whatever you know how to might Mm -hmm. take you longer and it's just like i think that's the other thing that slows us down or maybe makes us stop something is we we are like misapplying what mastery is Uh like something i say in my i was like i'm a professional i don't think i'm an expert and i'm damn sure not a master i'm just a professional Mm. i'm gonna try and approach uh, in my field of health i'm gonna try and be professional in my 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 conduct in my my service of care i don't know everything i'll never know everything and i'm gonna make a mistake hopefully it's not a big mistake probably made thousands of mistakes already with my clients but I was like, master, I don't think I'll ever be that, ever, in anything, with how I define it. Yeah. Like, so so I guess that's that's another concept is, and I think it all comes back to people need to, we need to understand how to press pause and, and turn our, our eyeballs inward and reflect. And it's hard in this world, but I think if people were able to press pause, they'd see, oh, I only have one toolkit. Oh, I have mastered this. And what what I thought wasn't um, mastery, I was really just comparing myself to this Olympic runner, to mm-hmm. to this uh, CEO, and 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 like I, I think, or like social media, and it's just like we 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 get so stuck in external reflection. Uh, That's real. Whatever that, that reflected yeah. appraisal, like yeah. I'm valuing myself based off of the value I attribute. Or, or based on my evaluation of other people. Like, but how much, I don't even spend enough time evaluating myself, though. Mm-hmm. Like, because focusing on myself, like, it's hard to focus on yourself and then be attached to everything that's going on in the world at the same time. Like, I've I realized this recently, like, just looking in the mirror, and I'm looking in my mirror, and I'm like, what am I? You know? Like, what am I? And not what anybody tells me I am. Mm-hmm. Like, not anybody tells me what I'm supposed to be. Like, what am I? Like, and and then I've then that that level of accountability comes in where it's like, damn, I really, I really am going to make who I am. Like, I really gotta create how I'll be remembered, and my is directly connected to my agency. Mm-hmm. Like how I act upon the world. Like. Yeah, you know, I didn't got in. I got real heavy into uh, artificial intelligence, like AI program. Like, I just enrolled in that program with Google, and 
they talk about the the properties of AI are to be autonomous and to be adaptive. And when you start getting into robotics and machine learning and machine programming, a machine is able to do that because it has two things. It has sensors, Mm -hmm. things that are like sensors that sense what's going on in their environment. And then they have actualizers and the actualizers act upon the environment as a reaction to what it's sensed in the environment. Mm -hmm. So think about like a self-driving car. It has to be able to know the red light. It has to be able to know the street lines. It has to be able to know when an object is um, in this in this walkway. And it has to have actuators. It has to have a mechanism that when it senses that issue, when it senses that threat, it stops. It slows down. Like it responds to what it senses. So then when you start looking at at the human being, and we start saying like, wow, like the human being's ability to be autonomous and to be adaptive and the sensors that we have, we're able to sense things going on in our physical environment, but we're also to, able to sense things that's happening beyond time and space as well. Like we're able to implicate into the future and sense things that might be a potential threat. But then our, our capability to act upon what we sense is a whole nother, is a whole nother mm-hmm. animal so then you have this idea of what separates AI from humans. And the main thing people are talking about is emotion. Like AI doesn't respond with emotion. It senses and then it acts upon the world. Mm. It senses what's going on in this environment and then it acts upon that environment. Like, But with a human, we sometimes we allow our reason and our emotion to have some sort of imbalance where we don't do things that we're sensing or we don't act upon the things that our body senses. And... And then it connects deeper to me, and I'm, bro, I'm reading this joint, yeah. and they like, it's supposed to take an hour, and I'm like, how in the world can this take me an hour? Because you got my mind going to all types of places. I always talk about the mother brain and the father brain. Mm-hmm. I always talk about the sperm cell and the egg. I always talk about the brain and the stomach, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that egg, like the property that we get from our mother, that is the thing that's sensing what's going on around the world, like... An egg drops, <laughs> like an egg drops, bro. Yeah, like yeah. you know what I'm saying, like, and then you have this thing that's acting upon the world, which is the sperm cell. Mm. Like that thing is acting, it is moving, it is yeah. trying to get to a place. We're in a race, and it ain't no number two. Like it, no number, no. it's only one. The first the number one, and that that thing is always acting upon the world. Yeah, like, yeah. That part of you is always acting upon the world, and you have one part of you that's always feeling what's going on in the world our whole bodies grow from our stomachs Mm. like everything grows from our stomach you know like (laughs) but the brain that your spinal cord which includes your spinal cord literally recreates itself like it's the reason like your brain and your spinal cord is all that's all of your nervous system yeah like it really recreates itself in skeletal form you know what I mean? Like, I so when saying. you start thinking about all of these things, like we have our senses and then we have how we act upon our senses. Yeah. How in touch are we with the things that we're sensing going on around us? And then how courageous are we to act upon those things in an immediate fashion? Yeah. And, and, um, and I think, so two things, and then I, we might be able to forcibly segue into negative emotions. Cause I'm curious about, about, uh, hearing your thoughts on that. But you were like, AI 
like we have reason and we have emotion and sometimes they're imbalanced and AI is unable to do that is what you said some people have said. It made me dilute it. Um, emotion and reason and all this other stuff that we're capable of doing, it's all actualizers at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, we go back to it's a binding site. Mm-hmm. AI doesn't have as many binding sites, as many actualizers as we do. And I was listening to this one podcast from the Huber, Huberman Lab. I love that. I love that. I, I was driving up here listening listen to it. <laughs> but like a month or something ago, they talked about AI and the human brain. I forget what the number is, but they were like, the biggest supercomputer in the world right now can do like, maybe, you know, I don't know, 10 to the the seventh computations at one time. Who knows what that is? We'll say a million. Mm -hmm. I know that's wrong. The human brain, I don't know how they tracked it. They were like, the human brain can do 10th to the, that number was up there. And they were like, AI is, you know, when you look at what that number that we do all the time, not no smart human brain, just a human brain. Mm-hmm. AI can't touch it. And, and, and that might be another reason why there's a big difference. Because the best multi-million, multi-billion dollar supercomputer computer in the world is, is only able to calculate at a rate of like, maybe that number is like 2%. Is of it, what we are capable of doing every single second. Facts, and it's not even like how much is able to compute. It's just how many functions does it have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it can only sense, like it has a l- more limited number of adaptive and sensors. Like, yeah, yeah. You could take a chess program, like you could take, uh, like the most popular chess program. I can't remember the name of it, and I feel crazy for not being able to remember the name of the top chess program. But like you could take that program and yes, it'll it'll calculate chess moves. Mm-hmm. It'll computate mm-hmm. and be able to find the best move by doing a million different yeah. things. But if you ask that same program to walk a dog or to do something completely different yeah. or to drive your car, like it, that it won't have the sensors to be able to yeah. to to actualize or act upon. It won't have any other technology it needs to act upon the world. So yeah. the fact that we have this human brain, but we also have this body yep. that's able to do various things like at the same time, like, yes, you can run. Yeah, you can jump. But then it's a different thing to play basketball. Mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's a different thing yep. to play football. It's yep, a different yep, yep. thing to run track. Like, yeah. it's a different it's a different thing to take all of those mechanisms, take all of those senses, and take all of those actions, but also be able to subscribe to a discipline in that and that's ever changing and that has a imperfect component to it. Mm. Like where things don't happen how they're supposed to do, how they're supposed to. Yeah. Like, like it's things that we can sense, like that that give us a competitive edge over things that you can't comp- computate. Like the emotion that a star player or star football player gets when their mother is in the arena, yeah. or if you had a spelling bee and your favorite uncle shows up, like yeah. you can't compute. Like how AI can't. You can't. It's like you can't. You can't can't figure out the value of that mm-hmm. maybe it's because we just don't have a metric to actually measure emotion or something like that yeah right all right so 
forcibly segueing. So initially, I think this this whole uh, invitation uh, you you mm-hmm. bestowed upon me, yes, sir, was was about emotion, and I remember, as normally, who knows how we got there? You know that game of like trying to peel back. How do we get to, to this topic? <laughs> it's like impossible. Oh, like, oh no, we were, I, I I came to you about a jade ring, and then we were talking about negative emotions and embracing them. But yes. but that's kind of the whole whole. I won't even call it topic because. That's what brought us here. Yeah, right? that is. So that's so, what got us to schedule yeah. this today. So, so what? Um, would you like to share? I mean, I guess just open the door yeah. on, on accepting negative emotions. Accepting negative emotions, or not, or or. I mean, I don't. I think it's important to accept them. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think it's important to accept all of your emotions and to look at all of those emotions as equal, mm-hmm. like. Like, I feel like we give our good emotions so much credit, but a lot of times we love we love feeling good mm-hmm. because we're not thinking about all of the things that are making us feel bad at that very same moment, you mm-hmm. know? So, like, when I'm thinking about, like, accepting negative emotions, it's like... Or, if I can interrupt, is there such a thing as negative emotions? I think it's, I think it's always an acidic and alkaline level that things, mm-hmm. you know... I think that, yeah, I think things could be acidic or I think things could be, uh, I think things can possess hydrogen and things could be devoid of it, you know? Because it, it, it made me think nothing in, is inherently good or bad, but then what effect does that have on you and your envi- external inv- or internal, both yeah. environments? Because, like, we'll take anger. Most people define anger as a negative emotion. Who knows if we're going to define what a negative emotion is, but why are you so angry, bro? You know, it's like something that it is abnormal for you to be in this state of being that you currently are. Remove yourself. It's kind of the tone. Like, like we don't want you here. You're not allowed to be here. The fact that you are here, wrong. And it's just like, no. I feel like if, if you were like, if, if, if you were aware, you press pause, or if you had a community that allowed you to be angry but maybe governed supported uh put the bumper rails up on this is how you should be angry to let it run its course rather than suppress it you know don't go pull out the glock and do 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 don't go punch holes in walls don't don't file you know fall silent and don't talk to no one anger is good for growth I'm going to say, so in that case, I think anger is a good emotion. I don't believe there is a negative. Like I said, it's what happens I think anger, the only reason I say anger is still on the acidic side is Mm -hmm. my whole thing is, and when I'm thinking about accepting negative emotions, I'm saying, like, what got you angry? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. really, like, you know, like, acting on it like it's it's actually it's acting upon the, you're acting upon the world because you're sensing something how long ago did you sense it and why are you angry yeah. like why are you angry about this particular thing you know and if you can accept if you can understand why you're angry then it becomes you're not responding to phenomenon you understand that phenomenon and although it still gets you angry it doesn't impact you in the same way like so is is emotion a sensor or an actualizer? I think emotion is your sensor. 
Uh-huh. Like, I think your reason is your actualizer because reason is you don't need a reason for what you're not doing. I need a reason for what you are doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and not doing something is actually doing something, 100%. especially if you're conscious of it. Yeah. But your reasoning for not doing what you're supposed to be doing is also reason. Like, that's also the actualizer. So to me, emotion deals directly with the senses and what you are feeling from what's going on around you. Like it's it's a lot of times it's triggered by an external force, but it's also that inner voice of your consciousness also telling you like exactly what to do. Like And so it it seems like in this example, maybe emotions in general the reason precedes the sensor like the actual because it's just like i get angry there's a reason why i got angry that is me being angry is the result of how i perceived whatever happened mm-hmm. and if perception is is whether it's conscious or not that is like couldn't that that actualizer happen before the sensor? For me, the sensor comes first because normally I, I would agree, but the only reason I, I say that the sensor becomes first because your perception is based off of your experience. Mm. So like you felt that before. Mm. Like it wasn't your first time dealing with the thing. So you're still basing it based off something that you've sensed in the past. Mm. But if you never act upon that sense. Mm-hmm. Or you never discover how to how to deal with what you're sensing, mm-hmm. then it can only lead to your reasoning being much and more um, a level of deflection, a level of aversion, a level of fright, like yeah. versus you really handling a situation with reasoning that accommodates you know what you're what you're feeling at the time. Mm-hmm. Like what you know, like your feelings is involved in most of your stupidity. Like, <laughs> like the most of the things that you've done that you shouldn't have done. Like sometimes now you have experimentation, yeah. right? Where you have figured out, like you're putting things together and you have a hypothesis about how something may go, and you're trying new things. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, the things that get us into trouble is the things that we kind of already sensed. Yeah. where it could lead us to. I want to say it's it's um to to addendum uh mend modified that statement. I think what gets you in trouble is emotion devoid of awareness mm-hmm. and or logic or emotion that overwhelms or overrides em- what 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 awareness or logic because I'm just like in order to be aware of something, I think you have to be of somewhat sound mind, reasonable mind. Hey, if you can have the thought, I'm pissed. You had to press pause in order to be like, my fists mm-hmm. are up. And it, and then if you let it overtake you, bah, like, well, all right, you had the opportunity to make a negative emotion positive, in, in my belief. Um, because I do think anger, like I said, I don't believe it's good or bad. It's what you do with it that mm-hmm. makes it good or bad. And I know there's many an athlete, Kobe Bryant. Anger has got him far. 
anger, anger yeah. is, but it's his ability, it's his ability to channel it, to channel it, and yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's like that's the whole reason why they're creating AI in the first place. Mm-hmm. They're creating AI so that I can separate my actions from my feelings. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like this thing is, regardless of how I feel, like I'm still going to act in a way that's going to get me furthest in this thing that I'm focused on. Yeah. Like, and if anything, if you make me feel any other way other than how I woke up this morning, you can only contribute to my focus. Like I get angry, but I'm still getting the job done. I'm still getting like, that's what I'm saying about accepting negative emotions. Like yeah. feel angry. If you angry, feel angry, ball up your fist. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But get back focus refocus don't lose focus because that's what can make all all good emotion like i might not believe in good emotions yeah. like <laughs> you might not believe in bad emotions i might not believe in good emotions because it's like anything that distracts you from the things you should be focused on is not the way to go it's even it, it, that was even like one of the principles i learned about judaism like mm-hmm. where they have periods where they can't let anything distract them from God. So like the early, um, not the Mormons, it starts with a P in the North that created all of the schools. Uh, Presbyterian? The Qu- Quakers. Uh, um, Quakers, Mormons, Amish, uh, Protestants. I can't, not Protestants. Uh-huh. It's a it's a form of Protestant. It's a strict version of Protestant. They're the early founders okay. in America in the North. Like they created Harvard and all of that. I can't think of it. But they would have situations where, like, they couldn't make too much money mm. or it would distract them from God. They couldn't have sex with their wives too much yeah. because it would distract them from God. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. those types of concepts. So it's like focusing on the things that you have made a priority. And even if it's loving on your family, mm. even if it's like staying out of trouble, whatever it is, even if it's about getting a degree or getting closer with somebody it it doesn't really matter what it is it's about when you allow any type of emotion to distract you from focusing on doing the best job you possibly can at that thing mm-hmm. is when you and that's when an emotion can become a bad one so i'm, I'm about to enter trainer mode i think we can add some practicality to to this discussion now so distractions i'll try to put a pin and remember that What's your focus? What's your priority right now? My priority right now is to become adaptive and autonomous. Yeah. Like, I really want to elevate from the day-to-day task of everything that I'm working on to a point where I become um, a principal creative in all things, mm-hmm. where I'm not the one actually creating with my hands, mm-hmm. but I'm enhancing the creative process of people under my tutelage okay like that's my goal that's where my focus is but it's all comes at the cost of freedom like financial freedom like i used to think that financial freedom was getting a lot of money like making a lot of money Mm -hmm. but if if it needs me to make the money like Mm -hmm. then that's not financial freedom like now I'm just a slave to the money. So, like, to making the money and performing things with my hands, like... Directly. Because cause even at the highest level of financial freedom that you mentioned, what am, what are you? What's making money is your image, people's perception of you. Mm-hmm. So, so, just to clarify, that's still you. It's just 
you may not be tangibly present in the service or the exchange. Yeah, my agency is not connected to acquiring that currency from them. Okay. For my image. Okay. Like it's a machine. It's autonomous. It 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 works on its own. Like I'm mm-hmm. able to still benefit off of who I am mm-hmm. without having to give myself to everything that I'm a part of. Like, like passive income, residual income. It's passive income, it's residual income, it's yeah. all of those different things. It's about being wealthy. Gotcha. When you're being wealthy, you're able to focus on a higher level of yeah. things where yeah. you the floor of the things you start out that you begin and that you the new projects that you take on start off with a floor that's at the ceiling of the things that you did before Got you. like that's really my focus my focus is really digging out myself out the mud for real like really getting it out the mud because i had a bad representation of what um being rich meant and what like being a business owner meant mm. like i didn't really understand those concepts because i was the first person i know to do it yeah you know like personally like for my family to all of these different things like i didn't have anybody that knew about corporate structures and all of these other types of things gotcha. and how to really position yourself to like create things that um are like money printers Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like money printers, but you still be able to go out and live your life. Like, I want to focus on real, I want to focus on, I don't want to focus on earthly things yeah. anymore. That's not where my heart is at. My heart is not in making money. Like, my heart is not in, like, impressing people. Mm-hmm. Like, my heart is in building some things building things that's going to make it so that i live forever mm. like i want to live forever like <laughs> forever like yeah. how can i make myself immortal yeah yeah you know like that's really what my focus on so then when you start getting into your publishing like and all of the things that you leave for people to not just learn mm-hmm. about you like mm-hmm. i don't want to talk about me like oh my god why but I want to sit and talk about me. I want to talk about the world because all I got to do is be a right about uh, 1% of what I'm saying. And for the rest of eternity, people are going to come to me to learn about that thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I have a question. Then I'm going to continue talking about you. Okay. <laughs> <I'm with it. laughs> um, so we can continue to build practicality around these abstract contracts um just you know i love you'll hear all this wealth of wisdom and it doesn't really stick mm-hmm. to anyone like you know you're throwing spaghetti noodles against the wall and they're not al dente or whatever so they just fall back off and i think the the part of the problems our people have is we see all these ideas especially on 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 social media or things like that but no one ever really boils them down to lifestyles that that resonate with where we are. Yes. So so my first question is you want to be immortal. Immortal. What does that look like for you? Because I, I think I've I've wrestled with this idea myself and I'm just like, bruh, everyone is gonna forget Michael Jackson. Some people already have. Mm-hmm. Some people don't know Michael Jackson. You know, that's like you seen that clip of Jay Z on the subway, and he asked this old lady, he was like, you know, you know who I am? She was like, nah. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just like, so what is immortality? Because it's like, I'm not going to say I'm less than Michael Jackson or Jay Z, but it's just like, maybe I need to change 
the definition that I accepted that was poured into me before I consciously wrestled with what immortality is. Maybe it has to change. So. Yeah, but people can be ignorant to things that exist. Mm-hmm. You can exist forever and people not know you're there. Oh, okay. You know, okay. so again, like, I had to let go of this idea of recognition. Like, mm-hmm. I had to let go of the idea that my podcast is, like, I don't, don't get it twisted. Like, if God sees it fit, if the high power sees it fit for me to ex- to achieve a massive amount of fame from recording videos every week, yeah, so be it. Yeah. But that's not the goal. Yeah. Like, the goal is, the goal is... Uh, to spark the mind like i might mm-hmm. spark the mind of somebody one person in the mm-hmm. future one mm-hmm. person in the future might find rich podcast network a hundred years from now yeah and it'd it be the thing that sparks their consciousness to do victorious and crazy things like that idea is something that's powerful to me it's unique to me it's how we recreate ourselves after we ascend to a higher level of consciousness so because I love quantifying, but things. but but just to be to answer your question gotcha, clearly, gotcha. though, all right, all right, all right. like I because I start off conceptually, no but I really want to get into like what that means for me, yeah. like on a daily basis. It starts with my water, like I know that sounds crazy, mm-hmm. but it starts with my water. Like how intentional am I about the water that I drink every day? Mm-hmm. Then it gets into like my activity. This like, is what's making you immortal. Yes. This is what's opening up the probability for you to achieve and chase the goal of immortality. It's the potential. Okay, all right. It's the potential because you have to have the endurance to mm-hmm. reach your goal. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to train. Like, in times of, in, when times get hard, you reduce to the level of your training. Mm. Yep. So, like, how am I training my mind, my body, my spirit? Mm-hmm. Like, how am I training my emotions? How am I building my reasons? Like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm adding actualizers and I'm adding sensors to my program okay. every day. Gotcha. My ability to see and sense things that's going on around me and then my capacity to act upon those things okay. is a daily mission for me. Gotcha. Like, So you have physical things, but then you have emotional things, and then you have spiritual things. Mm-hmm. Like, But you have to equip yourself with different information and knowledge and feed off the experiences of others in these different categories and then also understand and train your body to develop the tools you need to act upon what you're sensing. Gotcha, gotcha. Like, I want to be able to feel and respond. Yeah. But if, I, if I'm if i afraid, I won't respond. You know what I mean? If I've never seen it before, I won't sense it, you know? Like, so I'm, I'm like Dora the Explorer before she go into the forest. Like, yeah. I'm grabbing my book bag. I'm feeling that up. Oh, I'm going to need a map. Mm-hmm. <laughs> up, I'm gonna need binoculars. <laughs> up, I'm gonna need, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah. when I reach a problem, it's like, what do you have in your book bag? Got you. Like, oh, huh. boom, 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 boom. Like, if I like, I really feel like if I was in a situation, and I feel like I can, I can separate hydrogen and oxygen. Mm. Like, <laughs> like, you know, because I understand the concept. Yeah, yeah. Of it. You yeah, know what I yep. mean? That's that's what I was getting. Your backpack isn't filled with. Well, I guess the backpack is 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 a container of concepts, tools container. of concepts, tools. Where concepts, it's it's not mm-hmm. it's not like, you know, it may not be like, I'm not really pulling out binoculars, I'm pulling out the awareness on how to see far into the future, plan, long term planning, like, and things like that. So, because with the concept. If you're good enough at it and aware enough at it, you can apply it to many different situations. Right. But 
So just so I understand, and whoever's watching this, uh, that that doesn't make rich immortal, but does at the same time. But it's not because of you. It seems like whatever you produce, and it doesn't even have to be digital mm. or tangible. Whatever energy, and if if someone someone has to come across it, right? And then it's not dependent on that person. If someone comes across it and and that thing stokes their fire, you're immortal. It before I I won't say produce though. Okay. I'll say reproduce. Got you. Like first I have to sense the energy. I have to tap into the energy. Got you, got you. And then got I can you. reproduce that energy. Mm. And me reproducing that energy now exposes that energy to a new audience. And they can tap into that energy and then they can reproduce that energy. Bro, so it's storytelling, uh, it's nomo, and it's uh It's everything. It's all it's all like, of those levels of, of passing I write something. Every down. day. I read every day. Yeah. Like I write and read every day and I speak every day that's yeah. the reason why i have this podcast that's the reason why i i, I yeah. teach at hbcu is because i need to write mm-hmm. read and speak mm-hmm. every day like I, I need to get into the practice of these things because again i'm trying to reproduce an energy yeah. that i know will heal like i know that has healing properties mm-hmm. like if i can reproduce an energy that can heal the world because the, right now the all of the messages that's being spread all of the messages that's being funded the, the the goal is not to heal the goal is to profit from like the prof, the, the goal is to benefit off of um our lust for distraction or our addiction to to addiction you know what I mean? Like, oh, we got to watch this show next week. Oh, we got to do this. Oh, we got to do that. And then how am I going to make you do these things? Like, oh, I'm going to go to the most basic senses, the most basic things you sense. Like, I'm going to play on those. Like, yeah, yeah. like I'm going to really play on your most basic earthly feelings to keep you distracted from focusing on higher, deeper consciousness like higher deeper levels of self-actualization got you, got you, got you. so like if 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 i know that it exists like if you see god like yep how could i how could i how can my deeds do anything else but to bring you closer to that mountaintop yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like i can't be focused on the floor i can't be focused on the base of the mountain you know, because I was scared to climb, yeah. you know? Yep. Like, so now, how do I build the tools to be able to climb this mountain? Because mm-hmm. I've seen the mountaintop, right? How do I develop the tools to now climb and ascend to that mountaintop? And how do I convince the people who have been afraid, who have ignored, or who just do not see the mountaintop, mm-hmm. that they should climb it as well? All right, so, so perfect way to end it, because I wanted to get back to... Um, your routine because those might be the precursors or the courses of the tools that begins you to be prepared to pass that message on to those people mm-hmm. whether they accept it whether, whether they acknowledge what it can do for them is a whole nother thing but you said you, it all starts with water starts with water when mm-hmm. I first wake up I drink water mm-hmm. then it's hygiene mm-hmm. like taking care of all of my hygiene things why? Why why is that helping set you up for increasing the prob- probability of immortality? 
my senses, you know, like I have to take care of my body. Mm-hmm. Like my body is literally the tool I have to act upon the world. Like I can ideate all of the things in the world, but my ability to use all of my available means to manifest the things that I have reasoned with, like is all about taking care of this machine. Yeah. So taking care of this machine definitely includes all the hygienic things because okay. people don't understand like, Things like your teeth, brushing your teeth every day, what type of water you're using to rinse your mouth out with. Like, yes. like all of these, like, that's the quickest way. Like, I learned this via cocaine. Like, mm-hmm. you want cocaine to immediately hit your nervous system, rub it in your gums. Like, yep, yep, you know yep. what I'm saying? It's way faster than snorting it. Like, yeah. so think about the bacteria. The, your mouth is the dirtiest part of your body. Think about all the bacteria and the things that's being stored up in there. Like, yeah. so I'm automatically starting with. With like brushing my teeth, gargling mm-hmm. with uh, I gargle with um 2.5 mm-hmm. pH acidic water, mm-hmm. like it has the same properties as like all of your dishes. You sure it's 2.5, bro? Yeah. I have to go back and like I, f- I forgot about like acid and base, but I feel like well, pneumonia is uh, ammonia is basic, right? I think that joint is like 14 or something like that, but 2.5. Yeah. Anyways, it's a, it's a low percentage. It's right. a low level. I just, I just hope, I hope we aren't messing up pH things because I'm like, we got a podcast on pH water on water with Crave Canyon. Okay, all right. Everybody could tune in so we could right. make sure that yeah. we are we are accurate like, and yeah. correct this, on those things. Yeah, this guy but, Mo is, is gargling with things that are like burning holes and batteries and stuff. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's been years. But 2.5 seems hella low, bro. It is, but when you think about cleaning, you're kind of thinking about burning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if you're trying to prevent something from being getting disinfected, yeah. what do you do? No, yeah. You burn that. You burn uh, yeah. You just might not be 2.5 low. I think it's like 2.5, 3.5. Neutral, neutral is like seven, right? If it goes neutral is seven. Um, so the perfect level to wash your face, like to wash your face, the perfect level is actually below seven, it's six. Like makes sense. So so like when you start talking about disinfecting things, you have to go even lower than that. For sure, bro. Damn. Check it out, y'all. I I promise you. 2.5. I'm gonna look at that. Now, if you're washing your fruit. Or yeah, stuff like yeah. that. Then you use like eleven point five. Not you. This guy's my coach now. He's he's the trainer. I love me some water, bro. Like it all starts with the water, right? So water hygiene. Water hygiene, and then I bring my body in the shock. Okay. Like so, for me, it's doing fifty push-ups as fast and as hard as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Like because when I learned this from Hubermitsu, like because like when your body wakes up, you're in a fast state. Mm-hmm. Like you're still yeah. in the fast yeah. state and you still have energy in your fat reserves and, mm-hmm. and, and you, you like it, it's, it's stored in there. So if you yeah. burn those out, you kind of like heighten your fast state. So I always start there. Got okay. You. So then around, um, hold on, I got my whole schedule was oh, like, go ahead, go ahead. my whole schedule was, uh, let's see if we can pull it up for the, for tomorrow. Got you. Let's just go with a. I like I like my Thursdays a little bit better. Yeah. But <laughs> wake up, hygiene, hydrate body, um, yeah, a little activity and stretch, right? Mm-hmm. Then it's wardrobe and pocket. I come in, I open my store, I have a snack. I don't eat until twelve until after twelve. Um, I teach a class. I leave here at noon. I get to Bowie State. I teach. Yeah. Then I come back here. 
Um, I got a couple of appointments for Tuesday. Gotcha. You know, so like then oh, I yeah, get home, yeah. writing session, good. Uh, like it's 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 yeah. all about like it's all about trying to really just heighten all of my senses mm. and also do action upon the world. Like I work out around five PM mm. like every day. Like mm. that's every I try to get as close to every day with what I'm doing and then it's preparation for the day because that's what ended up being like the next part like okay you could plan you could plan 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 for how your day about to go but if you don't prepare for everything then Mm -hmm. then you're in a world of trouble so if you say you're going to read around six o'clock if you don't pack your book at 7 a.m then like how what will you have to read you know yeah, what i mean yeah. or will, will, will it be intentional mm-hmm. like right if you say you're gonna have a snack at 11 you're gonna have a snack at three like yeah what did you pack to snack on or are you going to be picking up something that's relative are you going to be limited to what you have access to yeah so like as far and i, I know this is crazy like, no no it's just not. to talk about like my daily schedule and how I feel as though it's going to make me immortal but I don't think my schedule as it is is going to be it like I'm trying to develop my schedule to the point where I'm at maximum optimum like intentionality Mm -hmm. every day Mm -hmm. like not productivity my I don't judge my day by how productive I was I judge my day by how intentional I was like the things that I wanted to do earlier in the day and the things I set my intentions on like I judge myself by how well I acted in alignment with that with that mission yeah it's you know there's a poem by uh William Ernest Henley Invictus mm-hmm. yeah. it's like last two lines I am the master of my fate I am the captain of my soul that it, that's pretty much intention yeah like you're choosing what to do with your own vessel right and you, I, throughout your own timeline of life um can you be well two questions i'd like you in whatever order define what healing is you mentioned that the most people or society has developed a social construct where we digest the idea of I need to do this so I can profit rather than heal. Mm-hmm. Like, so you want a, a narrative switch. So I'm, I'm curious what your definition of heal is. And I guess maybe to unintentionally, uh, but I'm not going to filter my words. There's this whole flower girl, hippy dippy movement of healing. Do shadow work is, is that like, the definition because you know like there's some trigger words in every generation and i think some people might be turned off to the word heal because they associate with a demographic of people that's like crystals and mm-hmm. and so i'd like you to define that and if it is the same then cool but i mean um, i can't really say if it's the same or different yeah. you know because for me healing is building immunity to viruses and threats that you sense mm. And if you and another person sense it, now you are a community, you know, that sense the same threat and that or that sense the same virus. Yeah. And acting upon those threats and viruses. If you don't like because a virus can't the stronger your immunity is, the more viruses can't even impact you. 
Mm. You know, but when you get like a weakened immune system, mm. like when you go outside and it's wet and it's cold and rainy, like it, it slows down your your body's ability to defend off viruses. Yeah. So it's not like the cold and the rain is making you sick. Is that the cold and the rain is making it harder for your body to fight off things that want to make you sick? Yes. So when I'm talking about healing, I'm always talking about building an immunity to things that you sense that is causing so so first it starts off with yep. understanding like yourself yeah and then it's like understanding the things that are harmful to you mm-hmm. right and then it goes to acting upon the world to make yourself immune from that thing Perfect. harming you all right. So, like, when I'm talking about healing the world, I'm talking about the things that we all feel, the things that we all sense, the threats in the world that we all are trying to avert or deal with or conquer. Yeah. Like, how can we make ourselves stronger to the point where that thing does not pose pose the same harm mm-hmm. to us as it did before? Got you. Got you. So... I love how, like, in my mind, it's like a address a question that we talked about a while ago, uh-huh. <laughs> and, but then you'd be speaking and another good question comes. So, question I had, then we'll bounce back to this definition of, of healing and developing immunity, and you want to do it at a level where you're speaking at such a basal, base level on, you're trying to focus on concepts that resonates universally. Mm-hmm. In terms of we're all vulnerable to this virus, but yeah. but that's not my question mm-hmm. though. Um, the the question I want to ask Nas: Can you be immortal when you're alive? Can you be immortal while you're alive? I think that's a good question. Like if I if I saw you next week after this podcast and you're like, bro, I'm immortal, or does it have to be when I can't? call you, text you, see you, visit you, uh, have a conversation in real time where you can give me a, 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 a response that my physical senses pick up? Um, I would say while you're living, it's a trust but verify situation. Trust, so it's, trust it's but the, cannot verify. Okay. Like, so I'm still here. Yeah. So, so the luxury of me still here acting upon the world is still a thing. Mm-hmm. So you. I won't know. <laughs> I won't know until you can't call or text yeah. or reach out to me or until I'm not acting upon the world. Gotcha. Like once I'm unable to act upon, because the thing about me now mm-hmm. is I am going to evolve yeah. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even look at myself. Like people think, people get the impression of me that I'm like pompous. And I'm really like a like people who really know me. Yeah. They know like yo, Rich will give you the hoodie off his back because I'm a humble guy. Because yeah. I know like I think it's it's also people who don't even people who think you're pompous don't know themselves. Yeah, because because I, I we're similar in energies where I've been called an asshole. I hope we can cuss <laughs> before, and it's just like I don't think it's a me thing. I think is how you perceive me thing, which I can't control that. Mm-hmm. You got to learn yourself. So I would pressure. It's, it has nothing to do with people that really know you. It's people that really know themselves and interact with you for a set duration enough. Facts to and, know you. And again, it's just the ignorance. Like, yeah. like I, you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you genuinely just like you you you. So why even? Why even, like, the only thing I could judge you on is your ability to 
your ability is if you're purposefully not trying to find out. You know what they I mean? They haven't healed, bro. That sensor, that sight, it's there, but they're not even aware of it. Mm-hmm. So the actualizer just keeps repeating, revolving door. Revolving right. door, bro. It's revolving door going around and around. So yeah. that's always And they mine. don't even know they're in it. Like, so you can't really fret, though. No, like, no, yeah. I was reading uh, Colossians mm-hmm. uh, last Scripture. night. Yeah. And it was a section in the joint where Paul was saying, like, bro, like, don't trip over people wilding. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, it's no point in tripping over people wilding. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because it's again it's a fullness that we are aspiring for like it's a it's self-actualization is the highest level in maslow's hierarchy of needs needs, like like and self-actualization aligns with like the tenets of jesus christ and like the head you feel me like it's this idea that you can fill yourself up to the point where like no one can play you for empty like like why would i why I'm full. Like, yep. why would I care if you guys call me empty? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like what does that? Yep. What does that even? What does that level of conversation even do for you or me? Like, who does it advantage? Because the things that I'm doing on a daily basis is making me better and better and better and better and better and better and better at all the things that I'm focused on. Yeah. Now, people's the distance between the things that people focus on or the things that they wish they could focus on and the things they have to do on an everyday basis is what really is the problem. That's really what is disturbing most folks. You get what I'm saying? It's a distance between what I want to do and what I have to do to survive. Yeah. So when I'm talking about financial freedom, it's like I want to be able to do what I want to do and I want to be able to survive and thrive on all of the worldly currencies yeah. that exist today. But I but like if I've already accepted that there is a higher order, why would I follow the rules of the earth? Like why would I feel like I have to succumb to making this decision or that decision or being this way or that way to having to choose between my reason or emotion? I desire to be 100% reasonable at all times and 100% emotional at all times. Yeah. At the same time, simultaneously, I want to be able to embrace all of the things that make me feel bad and all the things that make me feel good at the same time and not pit them against each other. Yeah, Not pit them against each other but understand the source of each one and embrace the sources of the things that bring me the good outcomes more mm-hmm. than I embrace the things that, that you, you know, you, you withdraw, you, you withdraw what you deposit. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I always say that to my students, every class you withdraw what you deposit. So if I'm putting all my time and energy and efforts into these things, that's yielding me negative results. Mm-hmm. Like, because I feel negative, <laughs> like I feel negative, so yeah. I'm going to feed that energy instead of like, hold on, wait. I'm gonna feel negative, but I'm gonna still invest my currency wisely. I'm gonna still invest my time wisely. I'm gonna still invest my energy wisely. I'm gonna still invest my spirit wisely. Yeah. Like I'm gonna still stay rich in spirit, 
but I'm going to still feel all of the earthly emotions that's going on at the same time. But I'm not about to let y'all trick me into spending my time, energy, and spirit doing things that will not benefit me. Like, I refuse to let somebody trick me in that bag because I'm mad, because I'm sad, because I'm in love, (laughs) because I'm happy, because I'm joyful. Like, no, it's not going, I'm not sitting around and counting stars with you. Oh, snap. So, so. While he figures that out, I just want to let y'all know, I never met a person who so fluidly smoothened, you know, like slid in their whole Instagram handle, you know, follow at stay rich in spirit. <laughs> he just literally threw that in and kept on rocking. I was like, this guy right here, I can't throw in dad underscore Yash at him. Maybe I need to change my handle so it could fit in speeches. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's real bro yeah, like yeah. i told you bro i'm trying to be a thousand percent aligned bro and i be going crazy because i know it's so much work i gotta do to reach that level like to really reach to really reach a level of self-actualization that i know that i have the potential to reach yeah. i have to put in the work like every time i make an excuse for myself every time i don't do something i'm supposed to do bro like i'm not i don't want it Mm. Like <laughs> I don't want it. Like, I and, that's, and that's the thing. If you operate from a place of of you're trying to just like self actualize yourself, you want to do everything you want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like you know, Doctor Eric Thomas, the hip hop preacher, went ahead and said his his whole thing that blew him up. His first viral video was was when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe. Mm-hmm. Now we're like, no one really thinks about breathing. Mm-hmm. They just do it. Like and it's just like it's 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 ascended a desire, a want, a pleasure. It's just it's not even a need, bro. You just do it. But like, you know what that is though? Yeah. The resources that's most abundant is the resources that we take for most granted. Right? Because even if, if, if you're ignorant is what I would I mean, I think people be knowing though. Like, but you forget because it's just like if it's most abundant, it's everywhere. And then I think how we as human species selective attention because mm-hmm. we need to imagine if we were aware and process every single thing in this room right now consciously. Mm-hmm. Our brain is big. We, we got better than an AI brain. But just imagine the sensor overload, even if it doesn't like paralyze you. You got to choose what to divert your attention to. And, and, uh, you know, there there is unlimited resources and unlimited potential, but you're one body and one mind. You're one body and you're one mind. But in your body and your mind, you know, like when you start running that you need to breathe. When you're sleeping, you start realizing that, oh, snaps. I need to breathe. Like when you exert any type of energy, you start like it's going to like your whole body is going to tell you that like the better you get at that, (laughs) the better you'll get at all these other things that you're struggling with that you're trying to do. Yeah. Like that's what I'm saying. You're aware. Yeah. Like we are aware of the body wants to heal itself. Mm -hmm. Your mind wants to heal itself. Your spirit wants to heal itself. Gotcha. It wants to become stronger. It's seeing the threats that's posing a threat to it, and it's yelling at you. It's screaming at you. Do this. Mm-hmm. Do something. Like, mm-hmm. 
do something. Do something. Yeah. Do something like this. Do something that's going to get you better at this. Like, mm-hmm. so we're either going to choose to listen or we're going to be ignorant. The root word of ignorant is to ignore. Yeah. So, like, you still have to be aware of something to ignore it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it has to exist and you have to be purposely like, you know what? Yeah. I'm not going to educate myself about said thing. I'm not going to train myself to yeah. be able to perform better at this thing that I know that will help me. Yeah. Like, don't tell me you out of shape. So, <laughs> like, what does that mean? You know what I'm saying? You yeah. can't, what does that mean? That means, like, what are you doing? Mm hmm. So, so somehow we got back to my next question. So I love it. Um, <laughs> how has, and then, and, I might want to turn this back on me after mm-hmm. you answer, but feel free to uh, ask another question. We we're, we're, we keep trying to make it practical so it sticks a little bit better, maybe for ourselves. For sure. Maybe not even for y'all. <laughs> I don't care, but it's about us. Maybe we're just speaking to ourselves right now. But um, you're trying to build immunity um in a way that helps increase the probability of immortality for you how has your morning routine and maybe it doesn't tie back to to your form of healing for you specifically mm-hmm. but like i'm gonna say and maybe this starts to answer mine i don't smoke and stretch mm-hmm. so does smoking and stretching heal you? Is it something that you, you, does it provide something that helps build an immunity? This is just how I'm thinking about it. Like if you made these specific things and it's putting you in a, in a, in a uh, place that allows you to achieve your goals, in my mind, it must at the same time be building an immunity of you and not achieving your goals. For sure. And those were very water. Uh, maybe you, you recognized you're vulnerable to dehydration, so you had to be intentional with getting water. So if you could break it down, why those specific things? You know, the water, the, the workout, the stretching, and then in the evening, the writing and the, the yeah, the workout. So uh, yeah, touch on a sure. few of the things. Why did you choose those for you? Well, water was the biggest thing um, for me because... I just was exposed to a lot of information about water mm-hmm. like and how water was being used as a vehicle to hurt us. Like it's not water innately. It's people using water for bigger schemes that we might not be aware of mm-hmm. or people being conscious of the negative things that's happening because of the way that they're treating our water, like putting water in a plastic bottle. Mm. Like and understanding that water observe absorbs everything that contains it, you know. Mm-hmm. So you're literally drinking plastic, and it's contributing to cancer and other different things that's yeah. been scientifically proven and experiments have been done. And also the fact that water is H two O, two parts hydrogen, one part oxygen. So what does water that is not moving, that is trapped in plastic, what is the impact of that? on your day to day like and if i'm conscious of this thing how can i not do something about it and then you start getting in the faucet water and then you start getting into this pfas thing Mm. that is being that's being talked about all over the country and um i was my friend was a reporter and she sent me i'm about to drink some water for sure she sent me some she sent me articles in northern virginia prince george's county montgomery county 
and DC about PFAS, right? I've never heard of that thing. Google it. The Environmental Protection Agency has written a full article about it. If you Google PFAS, and it's about all of the different chemicals, all of the different materials they used to put in the water back in the day. But now those things are like zinc. That's a metal. You get what I'm saying? So these things over time, or when you start thinking about... But we have zinc in our body. Don't bastardize. It's, we it's, have zinc in our body, yeah. but then you got to think it's everything. Like, it's all of these things being... So if you have, like, the pipes, remember, like, over time, what's mm-hmm. happening with these pipes? Yeah. Like, and they're underground, and they're being exposed to all of these different things. They yep. start to rust. Things start to corrode. Like, yeah. they're not using gold pipes to to get your water from one place to another like like is, is gold the best metal to use for something like that gold is gold is the thing about gold right is that it is resilient to mm-hmm. a lot of different types of stimulation got you All so right. gold is less likely to tarnish like it's reason why they put gold in your iPhones and things like that yeah. is because it can get extremely hot without tarnishing, without melting, Not without true. all of these different things. So when you start talking about things being able to control its own temperature, yeah. and you start to talk about something being outside, of what can a copper pipe deal with it getting to, if you're in our area, it getting to 28 degrees mm-hmm. Fahrenheit. And then in a few, it did in just a few months is going to be at 88 degrees Fahrenheit. So like a a metal's ability to deal with that um, expansion and constriction is a whole nother portion. So I'm like, bro, like we, we, and if you read the EPA's write up, they say the, the, the only real solution you have is a wire water ionizer Mm -hmm. because you, they they tell you like, you can't really even just go to all plastic water because that's going to put it a whole different level. So that's why water and then hygiene is because I never realized like how connected everything is in your body. And like, you know, you got to take care of this thing. Like working out really taught me that like, you got to take care of your body mm-hmm. inside and out. Like, you got to be careful what you put in that thing. And you got to be careful what you put on that thing. Yeah. And you got to be careful, like, not using it as well. The smoking thing, that's something I've leaned away from mm-hmm. over the past new year. Because I feel like it's important for me not to be dependent on any foreign substance in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, that's something that's really a big thing to me, like. It's it's really it's a really big deal not to be dependent on anything. Like I can enjoy things. Yeah. I can enjoy things, but I can't be dependent on a thing. I can't need a thing to write. I can't need a thing to sleep. I can't need a thing to eat. I can't need something else to do something that I need to do to fulfill my plan. Because then if someone extracts that resource from me, then what? You know, so I have to train myself to like do things that I need to do to become the person I want to be without needing any other type of external or foreign substance to want to or be desire to or enjoy doing it. I think I think um random interesting fact. Um if you wear sunglasses and stuff, when you drive in tinted cars, your eyelids are one of the main sources that have uh absorb vitamin d from the sun mm-hmm. so maybe limit how much you're tinting your car windows 
and limit your sunglasses if you talk about you know things you're trying to get because a lot of people are struggling with vitamin d deficiency vitamin d you know you can get it maybe friendstone gummies and stuff but obviously the sun is probably the best source so random health information as we're talking about taking care of your body to achieve your best self but um i'm losing my thought now you just has said <clears throat> you don't want to need anything to to we'll just say achieve your highest being. It makes me it makes me think to modify it and then agree or disagree. Um, it's okay to need things, but you need to be adaptable. Because you mentioned if someone takes it away from you, and I'm just thinking, well, I need workouts. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's a, I want to need workouts, but I've seen what it looks like when I don't work out for three months. That's my window when things start to go downhill, uh-huh. like my whole life. If someone, and I thought, because I'm, I'm, I think we all have aberrant thoughts, intrusive Can thoughts. Can I just interrupt you for a second? Please do. Do you need a gym to work out? No, I don't. So you, yourself, can do the action of working out without help from anything else. I need, I need, I need a, I need gravity, and I, I need a physical surface like a floor because if that didn't exist, I don't think I could oppose, you know, whatever net zero, whatever the opposite pushes back against gravity. But yeah, I don't need any external object other than if I come out the womb and what what I land on. That's all I need. Right. And it's just like, but, so so that's kind of what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And in terms, all right. Then, but then. because, like, my top self, smoking is not a part of it. Got you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But my body functioning in a certain way is. Like, everybody has their thing that they focus on. Like, yeah. if that's your focus, if you're a Rastafarian or something like that, <clears throat> and a part of your focus <clears throat> is that tradition, yeah, then... By all means, gotcha, like gotcha. I understand and I empathize with yeah. you, but for me personally, like the things I want to focus on, that's not a part of it. Gotcha, so, gotcha, like, gotcha. if again, like I enjoy it, you know. So, mm-hmm. like, if it if it yep. if it if it's it come up, yeah, let's, yeah, all right, man, yeah. let's let's yeah. get it. Yeah. But like, as far as like including something into my routine, yeah, like when I first started my routine, that's why it's still there. Like when yeah. I first started my routine, like it was the thing that. I realized, like, damn, I need to do this to, like, keep doing this routine. Like, I need a level of enjoyment because I don't want to do this. I don't want to wake up at this time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to be thinking about these. Like, I don't want to do it. But then once I started doing it, I realized, like, you know, I'd be pretty productive in the mornings. Mm -hmm. And this process of doing this is eating up, like, 30 minutes. And then I'm realizing, like, I'm starting to measure, like, Y'all, I kind of am less intentional mm-hmm. when I when I'm like this. Yeah, like, I'm not really performing with the same um, fervor fervor as I would without it. You know, and that gets me back to like working out because I I'm learning now that it's one thing to work out and to like go through the motions, mm-hmm. but it's another thing to work out with like intention like intensity like to like Arnold Schwarzenegger say to put yourself into the muscle Mm -hmm. like you know and it's not like I'm not trying to get through a workout I am trying to perform in this workout it's being present yeah it's it's mind muscle connection if you actually think 
and tell your muscle to grow during an exercise, you'll recruit and contract and have a higher force development in that muscle. Mm. Like if I think bicep curl, I'm just just bicep curling. Where if I think I'm looking at the bicep, I'm watching it, I'm you know, telling yourself, work harder, work harder, work harder. You're being present, bro. You're being intentional. Mm-hmm. Rather than, you know, even if you come in there with a the positive mindset, but, you know, you just do the exercises. It's different levels of intentionality. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, you progressed from being on autopilot to now turning the key on and putting it on cruise control. Yes, sir. Like, next level, you take it off cruise control. You're looking at your you're looking at your, your side view mirrors, your rear view mirrors. You're controlling when to, you know, uh, press the gas and when to break. Like, you're in control more. Like, so I 100% get it. Um, the next concept, I guess, that I wanted to come back to, maybe revisit and delve in a little deeper, uh, was once again, um, healing definition, uh, we're adopting is building immunity, um, to maybe vulnerabilities. Maybe Mm -hmm. I'm adding that, but I like that. Um, how I'm going to leave it very open ended and then, and then I'm going to. Maybe I should answer first. Should I answer first? Yeah. Sure. All right. So, so it made me think when you defined your definition of heal, it made me think of a book by, um, I guess he's a uh, philosophy, doctor of philosophy, uh, Nicolum, Nicholas Nazim Talib. Mm-hmm. He has, he has, I have two books. One of them's the, the black swan and the other's anti-fragile. We're going to focus on anti-fragile. And that's what I heard. Um, it's the concept, and in medicine, it's the concept of microdosage. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the concept of vaccines. You, you know, you you take a little bit of something that can kill you, very small, and you expose it to your environment. That's vaccine. So when you you know, flu shots, you're taking a very small dose of the flu, putting it in your body. So the white T-cells, helper T-cells, all the things, antibodies can actually attack it and become aware of it and save its recipe. So if it ever hits your body in a big enough force, they were like, oh, we know you. We know you. And, and, and I love that concept because anti-fragile is all you expose yourself to small enough stressors. Because when the off chance, God forbid the actual stressor comes in an unplanned fashion, you will bend and not break. Yes. Uh, and, and, and that's when, when you were defining healing, I was like, oh, and I think there's many ways, and maybe this is a leading question now. I love, I run towards challenges. I run towards uncomfortable things. I, I run toward, uh, once I become aware of it, and I'm like, I can choose to run away with it, a fear, and be paralyzed, and then, then, if it if it chases me down, it will probably win because I've tried to run away with it. Mm-hmm. Or I can look it, look it in the eye, and be like, "I'm gonna kick you in the shin." I mean, I win. You may you may be, but I kicked you in the shin. A small little dosage of it, like, and and I love that concept and have been applying it to my life since uh, I was introduced to uh, Nikolim Nazim Talib. Um, and I think, but I do think there are several ways to to heal because. Everything that you said and seeing your routine was focused more on, I guess, like positive changes. Um, 
like I'm going to do these things because they make me feel good and I need them where I think my concept of we'll call it default healing is go seek out uncomfortable things and it it never feels positive like waking up and working out drinking water doesn't feel good like but the result feels good it's a net positive it's a net positive and it's like you feel as though like it's inevitable (laughs) for that for that to come like it's inevitable like i feel like the test in life are inevitable yeah so you will be tested so 100 percent. so all that to say um do you think people have a default healing uh pattern like how we kind of have two different primary we'll just call it primary i i think my first thing of try is always i very quickly become aware of things that i don't like and then I'm like, why do I feel that way? Nah, bump that. Like, boom. And, and so do you think it's, it's, do you think people have, first, do you think people have a primary healing pattern? Yes. Like, the body wants to heal itself. The spirit wants to heal itself. The mm-hmm. mind wants to heal itself. Mm-hmm. Like, all of these things want to heal itself. But the, to me, my personal opinion is that it's I look at life as body spirit body mind spirit mm. like that's is it like is it like this it's a triangle is it like this all like, right. like they all work together mm-hmm. but it starts with the flesh you know like mm. the flesh like the flesh is telling you like yo we need this we need that we need that we need that yeah but then your mind has to listen like it has to Accept mm. that truth. But then your spirit is your force. Your spirit is the thing that's like, we're going to go get the help yeah. that we need to do this. You know, like, so, like, I think everybody has a healing um, capacity. But how far are you willing to go? And how courageous are you? Like, again, it's the senses and then it's the actualizer. Like, how how courageous, are you courageous enough to act upon it? Like, can you act upon the the instructions of healing that, that, that you are, that your body is telling you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that your body is telling you, that your mind is telling you. Like, your body and your mind is telling you what to do. Like, they both telling you, my body's like, yo, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling that. It's giving you all the symptoms, yeah. right? You're getting all the symptoms from your body. Mm-hmm. And then your mind is like, oh, that symptom means this. Yeah. But then your spirit is the thing that has to, that, that forces you to build the immunity to, like, what you know the problem is and what you need to defend yourself from that problem. Yeah. You know? I want to hear something crazy that might be a little bit of a tangent, but not really. Um, it made me think, going back to, like, if people have different healing patterns or, or not even addressing, I think, what you said, maybe think about the triangle of the, the, the flesh, the mind, and the body. Um, I think you need different healing patterns for the flesh, different healing patterns, because it sounds like your morning routine is healing pattern for the flesh, that... that you know, it's all synergistic, 
So it also aligns you to be better with how to heal the mind and then how to heal the spirit. With what I kind of said, it made me think if we adopt your your methodology, it made me think my healing pattern, the one I articulated, uh, caters more toward the mind mm-hmm. um, rather than the spirit and and the the flesh. So maybe we all s- we we default and and uh, think of one of those three first like i might be more aware of things that are an affront um and a virus to my mental environment before i do my body and anything else but it made me think of um one avatar but we're gonna expand upon that uh-huh. you know they they had which they had one a good uh the ang i'm just thinking about the elements it made me think you know like what I don't know whether it's, we're just going to call it Asian. I don't know whether it's Chinese or what, but there's like six elements. What is it? We got we got fire, uh, air, air, water, water ground, earth, earth yeah. wood, and metal. There's six or something like that, but Avatar only did four. But, but Toph was a, a metal bender. She learned how to metal bend that joint. But anyways, I had a trainer, Philip Chubb. He's still in Maryland. And you were talking about certain things manifest symptoms and you got to be aware whether it's a, you know, a virus to your flesh or whatever. And this guy, Philip Chubb, I need to reconnect with him. He was on some other stuff, but it was interesting. He was like, these are metal personalities or something like that. Or this is what the, the, yeah, like a, a person who is primarily metal in terms of like their energy or whatever. This is what they look like. And then he did some wild. He was like, oh, that corresponds to the hormone serotonin or something. And if you have a serotonin deficiency, this is what it looks like in your body. And he connected all those elements to like actual dopamine, serotonin, you know, all those things. And and I never really dove into it like that because I was just trying to work at handstands at the time. I was like, it's cool. I just want to get a straight handstand. But it made me think that there might be, you know, if people have a certain pattern of things that they pick up on or how their body manifests sickness or health, um, there's probably ways to to very easily figure out um, who you are, how you react, how, how if you neglect it, how it manifests. Um, I guess like you go to uh, the doctors and get a blood test and figure out if you have low, you know, low density lipoprotein or your, you know, increased risk of high blood pressure. Um, if it runs in the family, you might be like, oh, my child might. Like, yeah, and, and that just might be what they call it. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, I wonder, wonder, you should make a little test for that, bro. Like, yeah. If you're trying to heal the world and. and you, I'm not trying to heal the world, though. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry. Like, yeah, I'm not, yeah. that's not my mission. Yeah. Like, what, what is the mission once again? My mission is just uh my mission is just to spark the the brain. Gotcha. To spark the mind. It might be one person. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't the whole world is I leave that to to, to God. But you you're trying to adjust concepts at the lowest level that we all deal with. I'm I'm trying to I'm just shooting at the moon. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm just shooting at the moon and trying to discover or get as close to truth as I possibly can. Got you. You know, and I might not never get there. Yeah. You know, I want to make that clear. Like, mm-hmm. I'm I'm, I'm very much aligned with your friend. Like, I've discovered that I've discovered nothing. Yeah. You yeah. know? Nope. But, like, somebody else is going to get on this road to discovery. Yeah. So, like, let me say something. Or let me, let me just share, 
like you were saying, like passing things on. Yeah. Let me just pass on everything because it might help somebody, you know? Yeah. It 100%. might help somebody. Like, it might help one or two people or it might help a million. Like, I don't know. It might but make like, a villain. Who knows? It might make a villain. Who knows? Yeah. That was, now you rhyming. But <laughs> I help a million. It might help a villain. I can't, that's a bar. But, like, just the the just that idea is kind of like where my where my mind is at because it's also like this thing of the matrix you know like you were saying earlier mm-hmm. like I'm discovering that group thinking yeah all of these other things and that if if slavery was real like mm-hmm. and then cattle chattel slavery was real yeah and then racism was real mm-hmm. and then discrimination was real. Like, if all of these things was real, like, what does the human have the potential to manifest next? So, like, if, like, what, 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 what concept of, of destruction or disrespect for other groups of human beings yeah. will be produced next? And if my people were the victims of all of the different forms that I've just named before, what yeah. makes you think the people in my community won't be the targets of that same assault in the future. So, like, if I understand, if I sense that these are things are happening, but, like, my response to racism, my response to enslavement, my response to discrimination, my response to all of these things, disenfranchisement, yeah. is let's be, let's become stronger. Yeah. Like, in every way, mentally, physically, spiritually, let's not take things that are given to us, reverence water, like reverence whatever, like let's not trust anything because where has trust gotten us? Like let's take our lives, our potentials, our future, and put it into our own hands so that we are able to manifest destinies and potentials gotcha. that we never thought that we could realize. But we can never realize these things. We can never realize justice for black people. We can never realize um, equity for black people. We mm-hmm. can never re- realize autonomy for black people. Black people will never be able to adapt to the things that's going on around them unless we remove our dependence from someone helping or someone guiding us out of our situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. like I'm working to be free. Like I'm working to be free like cuz I don't I have a problem with the fact that when I'm teaching a group of students at an HBCU, we're reading a book that was written by a by a a, a man of German descent mm. in 19 in, no, in 1806, he yeah. was born. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he died before the Civil Rights Act bill <laughs> came into being. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, no, it is 1906. Are you died. talking about Martin Luther or something like no, that? No, um, who wrote the communications book? Uh, Communist Manifesto? Or? No, like the actual communications oh. textbook. Yeah. Like, it communism is, yeah. is Karl Marx. Yeah, yeah. That, yep. uh, but, like, yeah. even, even those people, they created something to insulate their people from problems. Like, he saw, like, oh, snaps. This is where capitalism, yeah. this is where democracy, this is where all of these things is going to mean and the implications that is going to be for our people. Yeah. So I'm going to create this guide 
for the people that I care for to follow to make themselves immune to the issues yep. that they will experience going through this type of life. Yeah. Like, or oh, this is the reason why why Christianity came into being, why Islam came into building. Like, all of these yeah. things came into being because they understood that earthly things will be the destruction of the human potential. So we need you to follow these level of guides, this tutelage, or this truth that we have discovered and observed mm-hmm. of a person who has actualized themselves in the physical world and who has been a representative of self-actualization, of self-actualization, mm-hmm. of fullness this is what it this what it feels like to even observe this thing so if i could talk about the great people that i've met if i could talk about the uh dad underscore score y'all if i could talk (laughs) about is women's international history month let's talk let's get let's get some of the women that we've interviewed if i could talk about um dr b if i could talk about yogi tb if i could talk about maya if i could talk about circus sense if i could talk about these women who have and these women and men who have done all of these amazing things like Mm. i give you the opportunity to observe levels of actualization and then maybe one day you could piece together all of these tools and things that you have found to create get to get yourself closer yeah i mean i think that's the lowest level of of trying to get someone to self-actualization though mm-hmm. and maybe you know if all we're doing is putting i think about black history month maybe i'm lazy but i don't think i'm the only lazy one out there uh, follow all these great folks and when black history month comes around I say, do you know who invented the super soaker? Do you know who invented the traffic light? Do you know um, that Bobby Seale was the co-founder of the Black Panther Party? Like, And they'll put in front of me, and maybe the issue is that it's on Instagram. Maybe that's already where you've gone awry. But it's like if all we're doing is putting in people who have lived up to their highest potential, I think that you know, like like if you reach one person, then it's good. But I, I feel like we need to do more than just those examples. It made me think of a saying. It's just like, uh, and there's three parts to it, but I only remember two. It's like um, small-minded people discuss uh, people. Uh, it's like average-level people discuss events. And then I think the last level was like, you know, wise people or whatever, great, the next level, the highest level up discuss ideas mm-hmm. like and it was just like i think that's part of the reason why i'm not gonna say i'm an average or a great-minded person but i roll my eyes with whenever my my friend circles or any circle discuss celebrities and and discuss you know what's going on the world because they discuss it as if that's all that's going on in their world Creed this, creed that. Oh, I love MBJ. And I'm like, look, ma'am, ain't nothing, ain't nothing wrong with discussing these things, but that's all you're talking about. That's it. Like, oh, like, where are we going? What are we doing? You trying to be MBJ? You can't, unless maybe reincarnation and, and, and travel back in the future. I don't know. But it's just like, man, is this really helping us move forward? And not even us collectively. Is this helping you? Facts. Right, and right. why do you know about it? Like, not not why do you know about it? Like, not why did you choose? Yeah. Why did you choose to entertain it? I'm not talking about that. I don't want y'all to misconstrue what I'm yeah. saying. It's like, how did that information about that individual make it onto a platform for you to become aware of it? See, 
Like, agendas the that agenda aren't your own. That aren't, that's not your own. It's, like, it's, it makes me think there was this other guy. He talked about sports. And he was like, the government enacts um, all sports um, to keep us distracted and, and keep us from not paying attention to the things that they don't want us to pay attention to. He was like, it's all a Roman circus. And I, I pulled up the tab on Roman circus on Wikipedia, but never read it. But essentially, I was like, it makes a whole bunch of sense. Like, all the stuff that they're doing. And I, I think there's been so many issues in the last decade of racial racial um, conflicts. And my heart goes out to those things. It doesn't feel good. But then the other side of me is just like, bro, we've been desensitized to this. Because it's just like no one, when George Floyd hit or, or Trayvon Martin, me being me, I'm just like, oh, half a year. No one will be talking about this. Or maybe 10%. But I'm just like, we aren't. And now we're back in that normal lull. Like, you know. We need a new one to get. We need a new one. And new and one. I'm just like, bruh. The streets like, want a body. Like, what are we really What are we really doing? Because what do, what do they call it? Performative... Uh, it's just like you're just reblock, you know, like the whole Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. thing. You put the sign up. Oh yeah, for and sure. And you just it's just performative empathy or whatever it is. You're just doing it because you're you're part of the bandwagon. Like and it's just like like I think all of those levels are good. I don't even know how we got here now. Um, maybe self-actualization. Mm-hmm. But it's just like it always made me think doing that stuff isn't for me. Like if I really cared about changing, this is me. It wouldn't be reblogging on Instagram. It'd be attending city hall meetings or, or, you know, and it's just like, you know, the rioters who are making their voice heard, heard and elevating, you know, elevating a, a local conflict up to the national level needed. Huge. Impressive. It's super impressive. But then we need the lawmakers and if we, we really want to do We need the it. lawmakers, but right. we also need the people in that community. Yeah, you know, like the the lawmakers, all of that stuff is cool, but to have the voters, like to be able to yeah. mobilize the yeah. voters, yeah. is really the if you can vote if you can mobilize the voters, yeah, you can achieve like like it changes 100%. how we experience city hall. What is it like? What is it? Um, um, there was this uh comedian one i just thought of the parallel we just took sensors and actualizers and and brought it up to a macro level because mm-hmm. what are the voters the actualizers <laughs> yes what's the event the trayvon martin death the george mm-hmm. floyd death that's a sensor and then the lawmaker is the next step of actualizers but anyways um i was saying what was i saying what was i about to say you talk about the riders and their message elevated no, no, no. i said something just now fudge um, it's gone. It's gone, bro. <laughs> My bad, bro. You, you, yeah. when you spitting that talk, it really be inspiring me, bro. Like, but you were talking about, we was talking about the actualizers, the sensors, and then it was, it was before that. But um, oh yeah, comedian Dick Gregory. Mm-hmm. Um, he said it one time, based on you saying the voters really matter. He was like, you know, back in the day, I think he was somewhere between like the the 60s and 70s maybe don't quote me when he was at his peak um but he also was a political activist Mm -hmm. um and he was just like 
all us men get get uh, eligible for the draft at 18, but we don't get the right to vote till we're 21. He was like, that don't make no sense. We can go out and die for our country before we can vote and have a voice uh-huh. to change how our country is run. And he was like, this is what y'all go ahead and do. He was like, if y'all went ahead and walked up to all the colleges and universities, like nationwide, we were a unified front, and you said... Something like, I'm going to go on a meat strike. I'm not going to eat no meat till I get the right to vote moved from 21 to 18, the same, or 17, you know, before I can potentially die. I want the right to vote. And he was like, you'll get change immediately because all those um, uh, Purdue, those meat companies that, that, you know, get funding or like get a lot of money mm-hmm. from colleges who stock their meat and y'all said y'all aren't going to eat meat no more until this thing gets passed that we won't those meat lobbyists are going to call up who they need to call real quick and make sure change is going to happen because it's just like government don't really go in the government like government government don't got the power when we when you if you really start peeling back those layers they don't got the power it's a lot of private organizations and and things like that and and then you know all these these politicians who are receiving sponsorships or whatever if we did something put pressure on the sponsors then yeah change is going to happen but when we we come across these racial conflicts we never really truly unified and maybe it's because we don't have leaders like malcolm x or like martin luther king jr i'm just like who do we really have that I mean, but it's, it's like more nowadays. difficult, though, because now the issues are much more, because we have them, like, our oppression is adaptive and autonomous. So our resistance has to yeah. be adaptive. Like, they try to make it autonomous. <laughs> so, like, I'm going to keep telling you about Miles the King. I'm going to keep telling you about Bobby Seale. I'm going to keep telling you about Fred Hampton. I'm going to keep telling you about Bogobeck. Yeah. I'm going to keep telling you about all of them. So that you can think revolution looks like that. That's, that's. Whereas revolution has adapted. Revolution is like, okay. And the same thing. Purdue, we not, we not doing sit-ins no more at the restaurants. Now we saying we're not eating meat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think the same probably goes true with healing. You know, it's just like when the whole crystal thing, it's a good tool. It's one tool. And it's just like if that's the agenda that healing is pushing and and we accept it and never press pause and think, is this good for what I need right now? Do I need crystals? You know, if you charge a crystal out in the moonlight, I'm assuming it does something to your physical body Mm -hmm. that maybe moves up the ladder to who knows? What does it primarily address? And then maybe addresses the other two thirds, the mind and, and the spirit. But I'm like, we, we, we get, blindsided or nearsighted into just looking at one type of healing just like how we look at one type of revolution and and we got to be able and maybe two types maybe you know maybe three but yeah but it's 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 always mm -hmm. pushed onto us or we're not really novel or Mm re-novel i guess we don't really dig deep into what are all the ways yeah it's, it's, it's adaptation is something that can never be underlooked mm-hmm. because even in the process of your healing or whatever the actions you're doing, like like my process now is going to produce new new demands mm-hmm. from me, mm-hmm. like where I'm going to have to adapt those things to, you know, heal from the 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 vulnerabilities that my process has caused. 
has started. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, it's all of these things we gotta start yeah. thinking about. You know, like mm-hmm. oh, it's all physical workout, 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 workout. But then you start realizing, like, damn, recovery, like, is just as important as the workout portion, yeah. right? Yeah. And then you start you start looking at everything like it's a, it's everything revolves, you know? Yeah. Like everything revolves, and we're naturally like kind of like a snowball going downhill. Yeah. Like, but the the thing is, it's like, I'm the thing is just having everything kind of be an evolution mm-hmm. instead of a revolution. Like, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want no more revolution. I have no aspiration for a revolution from America. Like, like I just want to evolve using my experience in America to a higher state of consciousness and governing myself and systems yeah. that yeah. create to govern my mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. Like, how can I best govern my people and myself given my experiences in this country and what mm-hmm. I've learned in this country and what I know yeah. about civilizations that existed before then and what I know about civilizations that my ancestors come from. Like, mm-hmm. so how can I take all of this information and create the best system for governing human beings trying to actualize themselves and discover who they are and find their purpose and leave a mark in the world and become immortal how do i contribute to an environment that makes that easier for everybody i'm not trying to heal the world i am trying to produce a healing environment yeah how can we how can we contribute to producing a healing environment so if we don't create content that contributes to creating a healing environment then we're going to leave our oppressors to creating an environment that's going to raise our kids they stay active too they stay active like we we talk about the man we could talk about trayvon martin all we want to we could talk about all of these people all we want to but you're still sending your kid to a school where all the books they learned are from people who don't give a fuck about Trayvon Martin or nobody else, who purposely created things coded in a language that Trayvon Martin can't understand. You know what I'm saying? So then you start thinking, looking at the, why are the reading levels so low? You know what I'm saying? Why are the school standardized testing so low? Because the whole thing is created by an oppressive source. Like, and it's not my and the oppression might not be intentional. It's just that it was created with their community and the things that yeah. they sense in mind, and it's an actualization of the things that they need to create 100%. the best environment for their children. So if we don't create an environment yeah. for our children, then we are sending them into a place where they don't have the tools they need to even understand what's going on. Yeah. Because the problems that they are learning to address are not the problems that they're going to experience when they yeah. go home. They're the problems that they're going to experience when they put on that suit. It's the problem they're going to experience when they walk into that classroom. It's a problem they're going to experience when they walk into that corporation. But you need a whole nother type of education for dealing with people in your community. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It made me think um, that real life, like, they might not, whether they are oppressing or aren't oppressing, Mm -hmm. there's also, it's like twofold. You know, there's there's several ways to, to... uh, 
compete against another. Mm-hmm. You set them back or you elevate yourself. And if you do both, it's two. So, you know, you were saying maybe they're just looking out how do we create the best environment for our kids? So even if they don't oppress, if they know that we're not elevating and they keep elevating, then they're good. Makes me think of the story. So uh, I, I work in Baltimore City, one of my jobs. Um, one of my jobs. Yeah. And um, I was leaving this affluent neighborhood section. Um, they had two speeding cameras within like within like two minutes. And the, the, the speeding zone was 30 miles an hour. And I got a ticket. Like, cause it's downhill, so if you don't even <laughs> press the brakes, like, and boop, boop, saw the light. I was like, looked at my thing. I think it maybe was like, you know, 37, 42, somewhere between that. I'm not going to try in front. I was like, all right, y'all caught me. But I was like, never when I coach the kids that are closer to my skin color um, or if we're not trying to do racial, because I'm sure there's some kids my skin color and where I was with speeding cameras. When I coach in lower socioeconomic status neighborhoods in uh, Baltimore City, I never see no speed cameras. And I never seen two within like, you know, five blocks, two lights. Drive as fast as you want. And I was like, I was like, and and we do drive as fast as we want. Um, And I was just like, man, someone lobbied to make sure that, because it's right near a school, mm-hmm. right outside of school two schools i was like someone made sure maybe they had a kid there maybe they did maybe they care about kids they're like i'm gonna make sure that no kid gets hurt here or around the corner because i know this is the route that they walk home from school so there's two cameras and i was just like they probably thought of a uh you know situation like i just laid out and figured out a solution mm-hmm. uh they're being active in developing the environment that they feel um is best suited for keeping the kids safe and um, building immunity of that kid. I'm going to protect my kids first. If y'all get cameras, good for y'all. If y'all go get y'all some cameras, that's great for y'all. Yes, I probably won't be around there anyway. But (laughs) I'm going to let you know that, like, I'm going to have some cameras. Yeah. For my kids, you know. Yep. Hey, bro, we got to talk about a lot today. You we know. did. We gonna. I'm. I'm. A, I, before you wrap it up, I wanna. I wanna do a little thing that you kind of touched about. I think uh-huh. it's healing. Go ahead and pull up uh, the, the most recent video on my Instagram. I don't yeah. think I've ever told you the story behind my logo. Oh, oh yeah. Hold on. Let me. Because I've had the logo when I was training you too. I just probably never put it nowhere because that's who I am. Hey. Watch me go ahead and drop a video of me training this guy that was back in, like like we said, 2013, oh. 2014. Click on the first joint. Uh-huh. Just watch the logo. So we got a spiral. We got a little water drop. And then bam. So we can replay it one more time if you need to get the whole thing. You got to just leave it and enter it back in. All we need is a logo. We don't need to see this exercise. It's about the logo right now. Go back up. All right. Spiral. Drop. Glass fills up. Purpose underneath. All right, so let's all visualize that. So we were talking about healing. We're talking about intentionality. We're talking about building things, and and we're talking about adapting. Um, There's three layers to my logo. Mm -hmm. Bottom layer was purpose. Whatever you do, you need to have purpose behind it. You need to have intention. You need to know why you're doing what you're doing. 
I put that there. This is kind of how my brain works. I feel like we're real similar. Bro, it took like three years to make this logo. I remember you. I remember yeah. when you first started working on this logo. So, and then it, it, it originally was supposed to be a chameleon because chameleons can blend in with whatever environment, hence they're adaptive. Adaptive, yeah. And the chameleon was going to be on a ginkgo biloba tree or a maidenhair tree. Why that tree? Because that's one of the trees that's very resilient to fire. Mm-hmm. One of the most resilient. What what tree do you know is fire? Ha, got that. <laughs> so I took an animal that's very adaptive, and I took fauna, flora, whatever it is that's pretty resilient. Um, then everyone was doing animal logos in the health industry. I'm that person who doesn't like. Uh, I guess I'm still influenced because they're all doing it, so I don't do it. Still allowing that to control me, but then. Like I said, three layers for this logo. Purpose is the foundational layer, the bottommost layer, because you need to put intention before you do anything. The middle layer was, the whole thing is a glass of water. So the middle layer was just like, if you pour a little bit of water into a glass, it sits there. That's human potential. You know, that's the energy you have to pour into whatever you've set your intention and your purpose mm-hmm. behind. So this is your capacity. The spiral upwards that's kind of the process of growth and i made it the spiral because as you said like four minutes ago um the process has to change and you have to heal like how you whatever you you set out to originally heal the process might have created viruses that you now need to focus on and heal from there so as you're going along the spiral of what you originally set your purpose in there's times think of a spiral staircase there's times when you can look right down and see where you were you need to test retest reassess um and you might still kind of be able to see where you came from but you're like oh i'm still in this same journey still need to focus on the same thing and other times if we look at the start point and now i'm on this side of the spiral you might like all right now i have to shift my focus to something completely else Mm -hmm. in order to continue moving up so ironically i guess this whole entire podcast was something that's at the core of both of our beings exactly 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 because that's a whole personal training logo um that's based on you know i I, like you said you don't really see me as a coach All right. It's like, you know, like, I don't know where we really got this on the podcast, but we were talking before and you were like, you don't even really see me as a personal trainer or coach. So, yeah, I love how how this kind of came to be because we really just talked about who we are. And that's and that's and that's why I like the conversation aligned, though, because <clears throat> that's the only thing I want to talk about yeah. on the real. Like I was, I you know, I'd be going through it, you know just trying to figure out like oh I should be talking about these things and those things yeah but I don't know I don't know enough about other people to really talk about them in detail yeah you know like but I have if I have faith in the work that I'm doing mm-hmm. I could talk about that all day yeah because I'm gonna stand on it like <laughs> like I'm gonna yep. stand on it I know it's true. Because I'm talking about me, I'm talking about what I plan on doing, yeah. and I talk about how I'm going to do it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like, I can stand on that every yep. day. I can stand on that, and then the next time you hear from me, 
like I could tell you like what errors I had and how and what errors I had and what I had what errors and what things that helped me that's helped me along the way of yeah. how I thought back then. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like I'm able to see myself as the you know yeah. the immune system, yeah. but I'm also able to see myself as the virus as well. Yeah. I mean, it's not even errors, bro. If we if we're going back to scripture, you know, when you're a child, you walk like a child, you speak like a child. When you're a man, you know, you do those things. So mm-hmm. I think it's just growth. Exactly. Like, but yeah, man, man, wrap it up for us. Like, give us, give us the the big. Uh, Silver tongue, Mr. Professor. Nah, for real, man. Overall, I just want to say, man, it's just been a pleasure conversing with you and spending energy and time with you. you likewise, know? likewise. Like, again, my whole goal with Stay Rich in Spirit is literally to figure out different experiences and different wisdoms that myself and that people within my network can share to others that speak to this concept of spirit that exists in everything and all things. So thank you guys for tuning in. You know, I appreciate you guys sitting through this with us, man. I know we go all over the place, (laughs) but at the root and at the heart and at the soul of what we speak about is this concept of healing, is this concept of being, is this concept of evolving, is this concept of actualizing ourselves in the highest esteem that we could possibly conjure up. First, you got to see it, then you got to believe it, and then you got to go out there and put in the work and become it. So. With that being said, stay rich. Don't make poor decisions. I'll talk to y'all next week. Peace. Peace.